Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Playing a little Pink Floyd this morning, partially because that song really should have been. Anytime we're talking about building the wall, why are we not playing that song? We're missing an opportunity, and I'm talking to my colleagues here in talk radio. Also, I played a ton of Pink Floyd last week because of the re-release of the Animals album, and here we are talking about Pink Floyd again because Roger Waters actually made the news. Guess why? He had a show scheduled in Poland that got canceled because of politics. Poland said, no, we will not have Roger Waters here because he supports Russia in the Ukrainian-Russian war, and we support Ukraine. Now, I've listened to Roger Waters' comments about Russia, and they certainly sound pro-Russia, but the thing is, you got to know who he is. He questions everything, and I actually appreciate that about people in general. I don't necessarily think he's arrived at the right conclusions, so if they wanted to cancel him for supporting Russia— I would say, yeah, maybe he is supporting Russia in the war. Uh, but nonetheless, I still actually respect Roger Waters. I just think that he arrives at some really dumb conclusions sometimes. But that's okay. Do like that he questions everything because how many of us are actually doing that? You're listening to Wiggins America. Maybe because you are like that. You like to question everything, and so do I. And that's why we talk about these things. But I do think we've missed an opportunity. So let's say Trump gets back into office on... <clears throat> January 6th, or no, it'll be January 20th, January 6th, uh, of 2025, let's say he's reelected, he's going to be talking about building the wall again. He's going to actually build the wall, which is paid for. Here's how stupid the administration is right now. This is so dumb. There is no reason for them to not be building that wall. And you you may have heard this already, but I'm I'm retreading the information because it's, it's so, so ridiculously asinine. The whole thing's paid for. <clears throat> so they have contractors who are building the wall that the day Joe Biden took office and he signed that executive order that said we're not going to keep building the wall, from that point through now, as far as the funding, until it's run out, and I don't know exactly when it was supposed to run out, it may still be going, those contractors... They're called contractors because they're on a contract, right? <clears throat> so they had a contract to build the wall. Joe Biden said, stop working on it, but had to, they had to continue to pay those people to not build the wall. That's how stupid these people are. That is stupid. Okay, transitioning a little bit here. 
to back to Ukraine and Russia. So in this war, <laughs> this is a terrible take. This is a terrible take. I don't know why we're not playing this song every time we talk about Ukraine. Back in the U.S., back in the U.S., back in the U.S. as all. But as far as serious discussion goes, uh, that's just within talk radio world. Now, I, I recommend if you want to do stuff like this, play any song you want, talk about anything you want. I'm talking about Pink Floyd like over and over and over just because I like them. I'm talking about Quantum Leap over and over because I like it. You can do anything you want if you get a talk show. So I highly recommend to you get a radio talk show. You can play music. Even music radio can't play whatever they want. I can play anything I want. It's the best. So get a talk show. Um, but I do think what's going on in Ukraine is interesting because it, it the tides are turning. Now, Russia is escalating the war, and you've seen footage of, of the car lines trying to get out of Russia for anybody who's of draft age. I saw a video today that I, I can't authenticate it. So who knows, but I'll just share with you what it what it says it was. It was somebody putting their leg up on the bottom stair of a staircase and somebody else walking to the top of that staircase and jumping on the dude's leg to break it so that he couldn't get drafted. Now they're saying that he, they're saying this is from Russia, this is people are doing this. They're breaking their arms, they're breaking their legs on purpose. And man, that's a graphic video to watch somebody do that just so they don't have to go fight in a war where they might die. So they're saying, well, what's better, me break a leg and go through the pain of that or lose my life? So they are, and Russia is having a lot of trouble. And you're not hearing about any of this because that's the, that's the trouble with really closed regimes is that you only hear the side of the open regimes. So you never really hear what's going on in Russia from Russia. You might hear it from Ukraine or you might hear it from other surrounding nations, but Russia closes its media. Other nations do this too. China, they're not going to let you know how weak they are. And I've got this story right here I really wanted to get to and may wait and talk about this with Roy a little bit. Or, eh, I don't know. Um, it says in China, home buyers occupy their rotting, unfinished properties. There's a lot of news like this that China is so controlling that a lot of it doesn't come out, but they... There are so many more problems in China than you and I know. I'm not saying they're not a concern. They're still the number one global threat for sure. They've, they're just evil. These people are horrible who run that country. But they're a lot weaker than they seem. And a lot of that's due to their own stupid policies. The one-child policies catching up with them. Their population just isn't growing. Um, trying to have males instead of females for so long is catching up with them. All those things hurt the population, which hurts the economy, which hurts the country. But also their COVID mitigation efforts have been terrible. I mean, they have shut their country down so completely. Part of that is probably to hurt American businesses, which are in China. But I'm not even opposed to that happening a little bit because then American businesses tend to pull out of those places. And that's a good thing. Overall, it's happening. Anyway, I say that because... There are other countries that for a long time, you don't hear anything negative about them. And a lot of those are Middle Eastern countries, which are very, very poor and don't have a lot going. But they're state sponsors of terror. And so all these reporters, whenever they're reporting on the Middle East, 
almost exclusively, not not a hundred percent of the time, but close to a hundred percent of the time, when they say they're on location in the Middle East, they're in Israel. They're not reporting from Iraq unless they're embedded with the U.S. military or from Afghanistan. Obviously, nobody's going there right now. They're, they usually won't even report from Syria. Once in a while, from Lebanon. But, and maybe, I guess, once in a while from Egypt, too, depending on what the news cycle is. But for the most part, when you see somebody reporting from the Middle East, they're in Israel. And guess who they attack? They attack Israel. Oh, these reporters are so disingenuous. They'll, they'll report negatively on things that Israel are, is doing from within Israel, but they're so afraid to even go outside the borders of Israel that they'll, they won't go into the countries that they're, they're not reporting negatively on. Anyway. That's a tangent. But anyway, so I say all that back to the original point here, just that you should get your own radio show so you can play sweet music like this song that I guarantee I'm going to use as we talk about the wall. All right. That said. American Media Export. Wiggins America. Now for another one of the best ofs the year. This one may actually be my favorite. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and stamp it. Boom. This one is my favorite one that we've done simply because it makes Trisha so uncomfortable. It makes me laugh out loud when I hear it. And it's borderline inappropriate, although she made she was uncomfortable enough with it that she made me dial it back. You'll kind of get the idea here when I play it. This one's called Bob Cinnamon. The idea is you have to listen to these three people who approach you in a restaurant and find out which one of them, through subtle cues, clues, is the person who is politically left. So one of them is dropping hints that they believe in progressive policies. You have to pick which one of these three it is. Here you go. Let's get scripted live. Hi, I'm Kelly, your maitre d'. I have a great table for you right here, not too far away from the live musician, but not too far from the restrooms or the bar. I'll be your waiter. My name is Pierre. We've got some great drink specials, including a sherry from our own grape distributor that we press right here on site. Duh, duh. Hello. I'm wandering from my station a little bit. I'm the bathroom attendant, Bob Cinnamon. I wander around because I support unenforceable borders. That's scenario number one. Again, you're sitting at the restaurant. Don't make up your mind yet. Let's go into scenario number two. If I put you too close to the music and you're having to talk too loudly, just flag me down anytime and I'll be glad to move you to a better location. Once again, if you're interested in our sherry, it comes highly recommended, but we do have a nice selection of locally made wines from the region as well. Hey, it's me again, Bob Cinnamon. <laughs> I came out of the bathroom again. I'm sorry. We should pack the corn. <laughs> okay, that was scenario number two. Again, don't make up your mind until you heard all three. This is number three. You're at a restaurant. These three people come up to you. Pick which one is ideologically left. Hi, it's Kelly, the maitre d' again. Does Bob Cinnamon keep coming out here and talking to you? He's the bathroom attendant, so he should stay in the bathroom and keep his opinions to himself. Do you think we should fire him? Hi, let me know if Bob Cinnamon comes out of the bathroom again. He has a bad... <laughs> <clears throat> he has a bad odor. 
I guess that's what happens when you hang around poop all day and never wash. Sometimes we have to lock the bathroom door from the outside, which essentially renders both he and the bathroom itself purposeless, but it's necessary. It's not something we like doing or talking about, but anyway, your food should be out shortly. I do apologize for the wait. Shh, it's me, Bob. This isn't a real mustache. While you were eating, I put on this bald cap and this fat suit and snuck out the vents. It was hard. Oopsie doozle, here they come. I gotta climb back in through the vent into the bathroom where I live. The bathroom is my home. Don't tell on me. By the way, the Constitution is outdated. Okay, those are your three scenarios. That's tough. Can you pick which one of those three characters who approach you at a restaurant are ideologically left? You have about 10 seconds here to gather your thoughts. Put in, this would be the part where you have to lock in your guests. And then we are going back with one final scene to give you the answer. Was it the maitre d', Kelly? Was it Pierre, the waiter? Or was it Bob Cinnamon, the bathroom attendant? Your final scene with the answer is here. I'm so sorry that we had to fire Bob Cinnamon, the bathroom attendant who changed into a fat suit right in the middle of your meal. I truly hope it hasn't ruined your dining experience. Here's a coupon for a chocolate lava cake. I have something to tell you too. I told Bob Cinnamon to keep coming out of the bathroom and fed him those lines so he'd lose his job and have to go on, a govern- on government welfare. Am I a horrible person? I am aware of the strain he's going to put on our system, but I did it anyway. I believe in social anarchy. I threw Molotov cocktails at federal buildings, but I condemned January 6th in op-eds to major newspapers. F. Trump and F. Bob Cinnamon. Wow. What? Wow. What a turn of events. Uh, it's really, now if you picked Bob Cinnamon in that, if you heard that and you said, well, Bob Cinnamon's the leftist, that's on you because you didn't listen to, there was plenty of hints in there that it was actually Kelly the maitre d'. Agreed? We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, Roy. Old Roy's back. We're having Old Roy actually quite a bit in this show because we're looking back at some of the best scripted material of the year and also because Trisha is out getting married. So she's off this week for some reason. Yeah. I asked her if she could call in, but she's like, I'm asleep. Yeah. She, I, I hate it when people say that. I know. Because I, I know they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we have one more coming up at the end of the... Actually, I'm... I haven't even like talked to you. What do you want to pick? So think about it while we're talking here. Okay. About any other scripts that stick out to you from this year, and I'll pull one up as we as we talk about it. But um, I did mention in the last segment that I wanted to talk to you about this just really briefly because it's one that I don't think gets much much attention. Uh, I it, it certainly doesn't get any attention on talk radio, but China, I think we would all agree is our number one global opponent and threat. And they're horrible, the way they do things and the way they manipulate their own people and kill people. And um, just the, the amount of control, this digital techno- technocracy, is that what we're calling it? Uh, something like that. I'm not calling it that, but you can. We, as in me and everybody else oh, but you. Okay. Um, it's scary what can be done with technology now that could not yeah. be done 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And obviously, it's it's not going to get better. We're not going backwards from technology. Mm-hmm. We're going into it more. So you look at governments and you go, um, they're setting a really bad precedent. And they're also doing a lot of things that dictators do. And I think that's what I wanted to talk with you about is that <clears throat> are they doomed to fail? Because what you see dictators do is overplay their hand always, mm-hmm. always. And either a threat from without comes and knocks them out or a threat from within comes and overtakes them. And sometimes that that threat from within ends up being just as bad as they were because right. they don't really have any principles. They're just trying to get rid of the per- current person and somebody else takes over. Yeah. Sometimes it is better, though. You just never know. But <clears throat> there's always a shelf life to a dictatorship mm-hmm. because nobody likes it. it you know, these, these are power-hungry people at the top. And they will use fear and intimidation in any means possible to hold on to it. Right. So I'm going to read this headline and ask you the question. Is China actually quite a bit weaker right now than, than we know? It says, and this is from Yahoo and Reuters. Like this isn't a, a, some sort of conservative site that's looking into this. It says, in China, home buyers occupy their rotting, unfinished properties. The whole article is about how the infrastructure of China is failing. Do you think China is the same threat level as everybody thinks that they are? I do, but I but to your point, I don't know how sustainable it is. I think they do have crazy people in charge. They do have a ridiculous amount of resources at their disposal. Which a uh, side effect of that is historically they've always they've ignored their own people's well being, yeah, in lieu of 
of growing their power. And you see them expanding into South America and into Africa and China's, they're doing all of these um, almost colonizing other continents Mm -hmm. and spending all this money on military and all these things. And it's eventually it's going to catch up to them. And it's not a surprise to me that people, their own economy and their own people are suffering because they always have, but it's getting harder to, uh, to keep part of the, the, I guess their downfall from the technology standpoint is it's harder to keep their own people ignorant. Hmm. And that's been like in North Korea, they still have right complete control over that. That it they're they're sort of building their own demise, I think. No, I <clears throat> I'd agree with you. I just uh I just think it's a topic we don't talk about enough because mm-hmm. China loves to control the message and their message is strength always. Always. Right. Yeah. And the more I see reports, and I've been digging for this stuff for a while because it's not always easy to find, but that one just popped up on Yahoo, and I'm like, okay, this yeah. is starting to bubble up, mm-hmm. and I think people are starting to become aware. I mean, if we think we've done COVID poorly economically, mm-hmm. and not just China, but Asia in general, has done a terrible job of figuring out how to run an economy through COVID. China yeah. in particular has just shut down everything all the time, I mean, up until just recently. <clears throat> they were shutting down huge corporations, wouldn't yeah. let people leave their houses and stuff. And we've been past that. So not that we've done a great job, but in comparison, we should be thankful that uh, that's one of the reasons you see the dollar so strong Yeah. right now. Even though we've spent trillions and trillions of dollars, we should not be seeing the dollar as strong as it is. Right. But it's comparative. Mm-hmm. All right. You've had a little bit of time to think now. Is there anything that pops up that over the last year great scripts that come to mind that you want to play back here well in hindsight now we're on to the third one and i'm i'm are I'm, you i'm getting a pretty disturbing trend on my picks the, the ones that stick out in my mind are all the ones that are pretty humiliating for, <laughs> for me. you personally yeah but uh one that sticks out was it was it was the um the uh commercial fake commercial for the the pet care product oh you know what <clears throat> you recorded the lines for that and yeah. i still have never put it together oh, that's what you haven't heard it i haven't heard it no you i mean you recorded it right. i just haven't done it oh okay so uh i'm talking about ones you remember hearing oh okay not just doing okay um i don't know like i said there's so many great ones <laughs> you just pick one i will pick reverse mailman Simply oh, because you're one. in it and your performance is, as usual, sterling. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. <laughs> here, here you go. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, excuse me. What are you doing? Who, me? Why, I'm taking your mail. Yeah, that's illegal, and I don't want you to do it. But that's what I do. And since there's no official title for what I do, the locals call me the reverse mailman. I take mail instead of giving it, and I drive a giant mail truck that's three sizes too tall. I'm insane. But, I mean, are you paid? Is this a job? You must be the new tenant. Hey, Glenda. Hey, what's up with this guy? Oh, did your landlord not tell you? We call him the reverse mailman. He does the opposite of a regular mailman. Like instead of hot chocolate, he drinks cold chocolate. Wears his pants backwards, stuff like that. 
I'm thinking of driving my mail truck with no wheels. Right, uh, but again, is this a job? I I don't want to. I don't want you to steal my mail. He only comes once a week. I'm divorced and I have three kids. I need this. He's just trying to make ends meet, Glenda. But I need to get my packages and bills and stuff. Just put some trash in there or something. He doesn't know the difference. When I eat a hamburger, the bun is on the inside. When I print money, inflation goes down. At night, instead of sleeping on a soft bed, I sleep on a hard bed. Look, if I give you some trash, will you give me my mail back? Ugh. That's a little condescending, Glenda. He doesn't want trash. He wants mail. He's just easily fooled. You give him trash every day. No, he takes my trash. It's a service. It's the city. Oh, you're saying he's a garbage man? Oh. That's what you call it. That's the name for it. A person who gets paid by the city to take your trash away is called a garbage man, yes. That is so smart. Makes perfect sense. So technically you're just a garbage man who takes garbage out of mailboxes for some reason and wears his pants backwards. And I sleep on a hard old mattress. I'm getting a new one. Do you want my old one? Can you fit it in a giant mailbox? For you? No. I can't build a giant mailbox for my used mattress. Get out of here. You know something? This premise doesn't really make any sense, even by our standards. Okay. <laughs> okay. FM Talk, Wiggins, America, Super Super. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, Medella. Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Excited. I always say I'm excited to have guests, and I'll tell you what, half the time I'm lying to you. Because I, I, I don't even, compared to this guest, they're all just nothing. This is a really fun one for me. Allie Marie Matheson is on the phone, so good morning to you, first of all. Good morning. <laughs> I don't mean to bash all my other guests. I just, I just mean to say I'm really excited to talk to you because, uh, for a variety of reasons, now you're a very accomplished writer yourself, so I do want to talk about that. But first and foremost, we'll get to the headline here. Your dad is Richard Matheson, one of the greatest science fiction and general writers of all time, in my opinion. Yes, I think he is, too. I think he was a landmark artist who was there before many other writers in so many genres. And uh, if anything, X amount of them emulate him today and hopefully pay homage to where the start came from. Well, I would put myself in that category. I like writing comedy probably a little bit more than he did, but gosh, his sci-fi and just his his mind for stories. He come he came up with so many stories. That's what impresses me. 
Yeah, so what also impressed me and always interested me was that he made clear he was interested in the minutiae and the day-to-day. He was never interested in writing a gothic drama, although he did for AI. He did write it for a couple of uh, Jack Nicholson, and not the actor, but the producer. He wrote The Pit and the Pendulum and uh, you know, a couple of really gothic pieces. But that was not really uh, the genre that interested him, per se, as much as he liked to put horror stories into the day-to-day, yeah. which I find fascinating. So why, since you knew him better than anybody else I'll ever talk to, I, I want to I dig into that a little bit because I'm, I've been, over the last couple of weeks, I knew I was going to talk to you, so I've been going back over my favorite Matheson stuff, of course, and what, what just keeps sticking out to me, because I watched some movies like Trilogy of Terror and... Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to get the, the title wrong, but it's Dark of Night. Is that right? Well, you're probably right because I don't know. Uh, th- so there's there so go. many. There's so, um, but he had a couple of, of movies that were um, they were basically anthologies. Like you know, they had different stories within each in the movie. And I'm watching them, and I'm thinking, man, these ideas are so different from even each other. But the one theme that kind of goes through them is that there's always this either suspense or even terror element that you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop no matter what's happening, you know? And so I wonder why is that? Why did he, you know, why did he incline himself toward those things? To be honest, I think because he was waiting for the other shoe. So yeah, I was just saying my, my dad was a very careful man. I got, uh, I'm notorious for my list making. Every day I have lists upon lists of things to do and what you should do, could do, would do. And my dad did that too. So my dad was very careful and punctilious in his work. And I think, uh, you know, it's not any sort of expose that he was paranoid about things. Allie, when people come up to you or they contact you online or wherever it is, what work do they cite the most often as being either one that impacted them the most or their favorite of Richard Matheson? It's interesting you should ask that because really, in a way, there's two camps there's the I am the sci-fi camp, the I am legend, uh, his short stories, his Twilight Zones, etc. There's that camp, uh, and then there's the somewhere in time uh, aficionados. And believe you me, the two do not meet. Ooh, <laughs> the twain wow. does not meet. Um, it, it's very funny in a way because somewhere in time, my dad wrote it, and it's a beautiful romance. She's <clears throat> with Jane Seymour and Chris Reeve, beautifully set, beautiful music, etc. But most of its fans are women, and most of its fans are older women. So uh, I actually had, because I belong to Somewhere in Time Facebook group, I actually had someone who should remain nameless say she was just shocked, shocked that my father had written sci-fi, et cetera, because for some reason she seemed to think he was a romance writer, which I found very funny. If there's one thing my father was not, it was, uh, you know, a Hallmarkian sort of writer. He (laughs) didn't do things like that. So if anything, uh, Somewhere in Time is the anomaly in his career. But you worked on Somewhere in Time with him to some degree, right? Oh, well, worked is a, a misnomer. I had fun doing a a walk-on part, and he had at least lines. He probably gets residuals. <laughs> but it was just fun. And Matt, I've been a couple of times representing him uh, at the Somewhere in Time weekend, 
and uh, you know, a lot of fans, they dress up in the clothes. They, they've seen it 50, 60 times. They're just huge fans of his movie, and it's, it's really very sweet to experience, but they obviously are very different than his other fans. So Allie Marie Matheson is on the phone with us. She is the daughter of Richard Matheson, but a writer in her own right. Now, I'm assuming that you grew up around it, and that's why you became a writer. Maybe it was just in your blood to be a creative, of course, too. Uh, what when you when you talked with him? Did you talk shop? Did you did you talk writing with him much? Oh yeah, quite a bit. It re- actually reminds me of that Monty Python skit where everybody was a writer or creative, and then one of the sons wants to become an accountant, and how disappointed they are <laughs> in him and what he's doing. It's like that was the milieu. Excuse my French. That's all I got. But that was really the ambiance of the family. My bro, you know, my brothers wrote. I wrote. My dad wrote. My my mom was a therapist, which was probably to deal with all of us. But that was, you know, that was. I mean, it's not like we all sat around the table discussing our projects. To be honest, we just we didn't do that sort of thing. Doing different things, but yes, my father was always very helpful. And by the way, if I can put a push for my Facebook site, I run a site on him, for him, on him, for him, on Facebook that I run called He Is Legend. And I hope any and all of his fans will join because it is both personal and professional and it's full of pictures and comments and it's pretty cool. I am legend. When I said, hey, I'm going to interview Allie Marie Matheson, uh, a couple of the guys around here said, well, ask her about the new I am legend because I've been reading that there's supposed to be a reboot. Is this something I can ask you about? Do you know anything about it? Well, you know, the motto in my family was until it's on paper. Yeah. It isn't. So it's, I think it was moving forward. And to be honest, obviously, I think the Academy Award kerfuffle maybe put things backwards a little. It just is, it's absolutely percolating. But again, it's not quite on paper yet. Okay. No, that's good to know because they were all saying, how's Will Smith going to be in it? Because he dies at the end of the first one. So I, I won't ask you for details, but everybody's interested. Oh, that never so. stops any movie. Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just resurrect him. What the heck? Well, yeah, the whole movie and, and the book is about resurrection. So maybe he's just exactly. a, maybe he's a, a creature in this one. Um, yeah. I, I do want to ask you, now this wasn't on my list necessarily, but I was I was thinking back over reading I Am Legend, which has been a few years since I've read it now, but that's a novella, and so there are other short stories in the official book as far as I remember, unless I'm reading a collection or something, but one of those stories, I don't know if you knew this, I'm asking you such deep detail, there's no way you're going to know this, but um, one of those stories always stuck with me, it, it's set in St. Louis actually, did you know that? No, which one is it? Uh, I wish I could remember the name of it because it was just coming to me like as I was coming into the studio to talk to you. But it's a story about driving on, you know, deep, dark highways outside of St. Louis. And obviously there's there's an ominous feel to it. And that's what I remember is just the the sense of dread that he was able to bring up in that story. And the fact that it was set in St. Louis always stuck with me. And now I got to go reread it because I feel bad not knowing the details. Do you feel there's a connection with that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. And everybody listening right now, even though it's a completely different time and they're probably in a completely different place, they know that that place in their memory in St. Louis that they go, oh, yeah, that's a scary road to be on. And it takes everybody there who I've talked to who's read it. Well, my father saw the world in a different way 
that's for sure. I mean, we've all been on the highway and we've had maybe a car come up behind us or a truck and maybe they came too close, et cetera. But most of us wouldn't say, oh, it's time to write duel. But my father saw things and they absolutely sparked something in him. It is impressive. that I just watched Duel recently, like I said, catching back up on all my Matheson works, um, that he's able to pull scary things or or suspense out of such mundane details. It's really amazing. Have you ever read Drink of Water? Uh, by title, I don't remember. Oh, it's a really, read it. It's a really interesting story about just how many things can go wrong and horrifying on trying to get a drink of water. Oh, wow. And that's I know that's just really that so embodies my dad. It's just something really simple. Yeah, absolutely. So Allie Marie Matheson, almost out of time with her this morning, but uh, I do want to ask you about some of your own work because, gosh, you're pretty accomplished yourself, and you've been involved in all of the Rugrats world in many different ways, and So Weird, which was a show that hit when I was just a little too old to be watching Disney, but I still was familiar with it because I liked the show. So of your career the collector and other things, you know, I'll ask you the same question I asked about your dad. What do people approach you about that they say, oh, I loved when you worked on and you did this? You know what? It's on this month. It's called Halloween Town. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Halloween Town 1 and 2. It was like something that I'd written with uh, with my old partner, with Debbie Reynolds, and I, I am somehow notorious in Halloween world. because Yeah, watch Halloween Town, and there's so many kids... Who say, "Oh my gosh, I saw that! It changed my life!" and blah blah blah, and it's just a little fun romp. I yeah, I'm amazed to tell you this, and you cut out just there recently, so I hope I'm not talking over you. But um, I, I've actually seen Halloween Town, and I'm familiar with the whole the whole genre. The whole those did have an impact. I know it's on goofy as it's goofy as Get Out. Um, suffice to say, it's nothing like my father did. So. Um, yeah, I mean, my brother Richard R.C. does stuff like my dad, and uh, my other brother, he does his interesting stuff, but I kind of stuck to a lot of kids' stuff, although, you know, I've done adult stuff, too, so um, I've covered most genres myself. So before I let you go, Allie, my favorite of his Twilight Zone episodes, which, I mean, that to me was just the twi- the original Twilight Zone, there's no beating that. But M- Nightmare at 20,000 Feet gets all the attention. But Little Girl Lost and The Invaders, those two, to me, I didn't even realize those were Richard Matheson episodes until just recently. And those are two of my favorites. So can I ask you what your favorite Twilight Zone of his was? Yeah, you know, I wish I could remember the title of it, but it's the one where the guy is sitting in his office and all of a sudden somebody else cut in the background, yes. and he finds himself on a studio, and he finds out that the life he's been living is he's an actor. And at the very end, he, he they're taking apart the set, and his life as an actor is just a debacle. And he says, and he, but in, in the in the story line of the show, he's got a wonderful wife and a wonderful life, and they're taking everything apart. And he says, "Please don't leave me here. I don't want to be here. Please don't leave me here." And all of a sudden. The the set suddenly transforms, and he's back in that other world, and he walks out the door with her, and he can hear the set being dissembled in the background, but he leaves with her. He can go live that life. I loved that episode. It's so say? creative, and it's so, it, it, it always takes you by surprise at how weighty and, and how, how much depth there is to his stuff when you read it or watch it, isn't it? 
Yeah, and he named the woman's character after my mom, too. So he did a lot, a lot of that, and that was lovely. Oh, that's cool. So, Allie, if, if, if somebody's listening to this interview and they go, well, I know the name Richard Matheson. Certainly I've heard of I Am Legend. Where would you recommend they start if they're just like, you know what, I want to look this guy up. I want to read something of his or watch something that's based on something he wrote. What would you, where would you suggest they start? Well, if you're a six-year-old woman and you want romance, <laughs> I'd go wander over to somewhere in time. If you're a cool guy who's interested in sci-fi, I'd start with the short stories or I Am Legend. If you're interested in the afterlife, I would look into What Dreams May Come. And that's what made my dad so amazing. It's like name your interest, and my dad probably covered it. And my dad wrote westerns. So that's right. whatever you are interested in, you could probably find well, Allie, we so appreciate your time here. I certainly do. And gosh, I, I will treasure and, and uh, record this interview back for my kids because I, I, I love his work so much that I get to tell him that I got to talk to you. So thank you so much this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Very nice to talk to you, too. All right. More Wiggins America right around the corner. We got more best of material coming up of our scripted stuff. So stick around. Get more at 971talk.com. Ooh, man, did I go long. Sorry about that with Allie Matheson. Get the podcast, of course, if you missed it, if you like Richard Matheson. If not, I'm not going to rehash the whole thing because we just did it. But here's the deal. I got such a short amount of time. I think I can sneak one last of these best of bits in. This one is a campaign style ad that we did. It's not very long, which is why I think I can get away with it instead of some others. So maybe we'll have to do another one, do the others some other time. But here you go. This is the end of it. Thanks for listening to Wiggins America this week. Let's get scripted. Candidate A sounds like this. Candidate B sounds like this. Candidate A likes inspirational corporate soundtracks. Candidate B likes horror movie music. Candidate A is the good guy at the beginning of the movie. Candidate B kills that guy at the end of Act 2. Candidate A is running for Congress. Candidate B is running around outside the mall bathroom with his pants around his ankles. He thinks everyone in Congress is run by lizard slugs that wrap around the cerebral cortex. Candidate B. He thinks everyone in Congress is run by lizard slugs that wrap around the cerebral cortex. Paid for by Candidate B, Super Pack for Humans. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.